0: here to bring you another banger i got a guest host previous guest host from from about a couple months ago and also the host of of um facts over feelings spider lokes in the house alex alonzo shout out to fg it's always an honor to
1: hold down the spot that you hold down brethren i hope i do it to your uh, approval man Appreciate the invite to be back on Streets and Scholars, man. I am somewhat of a scholar of the streets, so it's an honor.
0: (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, uh, Yeah, he got tied up, but he will be back next week. And make sure you tap in with FG on his YouTube channel at FG Unleashed. He has an amazing interview he did with uh, OG Bam. And also make sure you tap in with him on Instagram at F general one And let's start off with um, letting all the people know where they can tap in with you, Spider. Man, I'm
1: so fortunate to be
0: able to announce I have um, my original, not
1: necessarily original, but the um, Instagram page that I've been having for the most few years have been gone since like October. Someone um, I'm very <laughs> fond of, man, gave me a, 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 a very un... It didn't look like it was going to be much successful of a link to try to try to get my page back i got it back bam you can find me at Loke most easty the number seven that's on our instagram i'm on youtube backslash Spiderloke most easty is the channel curtis curtis Spider-Loke williams on facebook go follow that for me too
0: i'm trying to get them followers up but we everywhere you
1: know just trying to get it cracking
0: yeah, and I'm actually still waiting to get my Instagram page that um that they took, uh Street Street uh That was taken after uh, I was pushing almost forty-eight thousand subscribers on there, and that's a that's a page that I had built after losing another page that had fifty thousand. So, you know, I'd be probably over one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand. I lost all the momentum, and they just took this one. But I got the backup Instagram page at Street Underscore Gangs. It's only got about ten thousand on there, but. I'm waiting to get my street television page back. I I, I know I hinted to
1: someone, <laughs> someone helped me out and get my page back. But like, um, when I first lost my page back in October, told Alex, I was on my backup page with like 300 followers. I had just got exhausted myself with Instagram. I'm like, fuck it. It's not worth it. I didn't have a whole bunch of followers, but I had a whole lot more than 300. And Alex had mentioned to me, he had lost the page and retrieved it. And when I asked him like, man, how you do it? Tell me he asked me a few qualifying questions. Like, do you have like a, a screenshot of the, of the uh, violations? And when I said no, he kind of looked like, well, no need of you going through the link. So it's been months and months. I haven't revisited the concept. And the other day I hit him up like, man, how you do it? He sent me a link and it said, he said, this, is what he told me, he said, mm-hmm. man, fill out these little questions and then check back with them in three weeks and see, see if your page is on. So I did the little questions. And instead of me waiting three weeks, I waited one hour and checked, and my page was back on. So That's we back lit, man. Good looking, Alex. Hey, man, I'm I'm shocked that uh, that worked in an hour. An <laughs> <A> hour. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, this crazy that got us so into the concept of whatever we want to call this shit, that seeing that motherfucking page open back up unexpectedly, and our back had excess, it's hard to compare it to anything recent of, you know, it's you know, what, what else can you compare? What else can you compare that to that shit was exciting other than finding some money getting some money you didn't expect to get shit. the hell i thought
0: i had gave up on that page yeah um i'm i'm getting my page back soon hopefully because i, I hope had, so I, I hadn't even done any of the violations man but um you, you just did an incredible episode of facts over feelings you had china mac man man shout uh, out china mac man what are some of your uh what are some of your walkaways from that interview man
1: well um My introduction to China Mac personally, as far as really homing in on what he represented on online, was somewhat of controversial because some interaction he had with a comrade of mine, Inner Boy. So um I started investigating him a little more thoroughly recently with that introduction. So today just confirmed a lot what I picked up once I started studying him, because I gathered an appreciation for him beyond his interaction with Nina boy. Once I looked into him, he had issues with math Hoffa and he was catching a wave where controversy, his name was popping up. And just because he was going back and forth with the homie, I looked into him and I already had gained an appreciation for the way he presented himself. And then when he came here today, and we were able to hold the conversation that we held so well, for one, I got some history on where he came from. And I I don't care. I know he looks so Chinese to y'all, but If your eyes was closed, you would have no idea you were sitting around a Chinese dude. Every other sense that you get when you communicate, listen, feel, it sounds like you're dealing with a black dude. So that's one of the walkaways I came with amongst others. Shout out to China Mac. He had a kind of little tricky situation of um, locating parking here. I kind of forgot how in New York finding parking often is a journey, an adventure. (laughs) So it wasn't that foreign to him, but him being in Los Angeles and him having to park so far away from the location and the way it wasn't unexpected, I kind of thought he was taking that, he would be apprehensive and kind of like, you know, tap out, but he didn't. So salute to China Mac, appreciate him. You
0: you heard our conversation, you got any walkaways? Well, uh, to me, the way he sounds, um, even though he sounds black to you, he sounds Chinese to me with a New York accent. That's maybe, how he sounds. He maybe sounds the Chinese. New York, the New York makes him sound more, but I I don't have a reference of New York Chinese. Yeah. I'm like when if I close my eyes and I listen to every culture from New York speak, I can tell, oh he's Dominican, oh he's Puerto Rican, oh that's a brother. Have you heard him over a beat? No, I haven't um, listened to it. Once, once you're singing or rapping, you you really can't key in on the voice. Man, when I was young, I used to listen to all these songs pre-rap, and then come to find out they're all British singers. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear the British accent in the music, so... Um, I I can't go off of that, but, you know, I've heard a lot of Chinese dudes from New York speak before, and they got their own sound. Okay. He got that sound. Another thing I can
1: appreciate is this. uh, The walk away when he called his mother live online, (laughs) (laughs) kind of put her on the spot, asked her a question to make a point that he was trying to make. And, you know, just mothers are dear. And she just was so true to what you would expect a Chinese mother to sound like when she answered the phone. She was on it this and candid
0: shout out to china mac moms too i i appreciated that moment in, um, in the um an interview so what's what's the update on nina boy versus china mac because i i remember i recall maybe what in january it started to heat up between them going back and forth and here we are in february no, i think that was more a product
1: of who china mac was in company with when the conversation came up and the dynamic we know that exists between him and nina boy and we know he's a troll and he clowns and that's his shit. and i think that kind of spawned the whole thing of china mac trying to be like more of a comrade with him and it got it, it went to where it went and the homie ain't turning it down he already kind of sparked this little um public famous wave with the celebrity boxing He feel like he kind of owed the public a new performance so when his name was mentioned of course he gonna rise to the occasion and it was like kind of disrespectful the way he was first mentioned so i understand everything that nina boy was saying when he was being very defensive however they've communicated via internet i don't know if they spoken personally but i've spoken to china mac personally and it ain't really about that and i've seen china mac physically when you go to organized boxing it's pretty much matched up you know you size up the fighters and make sure it's very um, a very thing they play very close attention to, and I just don't think that's a fight that the homie need to be entertaining. <laughs> Shout out to the homie neighborhood Nina from the nine though, on oh, my mama, mama mama. But I just don't. I think it's it's unnecessary. It's not. It's not. It's not necessary.
0: Okay, um, I, I know Nina will show up because um, he showed Definitely. up. Definitely. He showed up for the Bosco fight. He did. Um, I I actually think that Nina got the best punch out of that whole fight in there, even though the performance as a whole, I would give him a C, maybe a C-. minus. Of course. But he did land something that kind of – am I rem- remembering it correctly? He did. When you have to compare one with the other, he's the
1: only one that landed anything yeah. that can be considered contact. Um, Bosco, they got close enough to each other at one point in that fight, and Bosco came or fell off balance. And the homie, even though he didn't connect flushly – he made contact, contact stumble, aggressively. Right? Yeah, he, in a real fight, it wouldn't—you wouldn't be pinpointing eat, punch so much to see they miss. You would just see who he drilled on him. So he kind of drilled on him. He didn't—he was too anxious, didn't connect as much as um, he possibly wanted to. But I see that as the only actual activity in the fight. So if it goes by who did more, I would have to say Nina Boy did more. Yeah, he did. Um, Even though they both didn't do much, but he did more than uh, Bosco
0: yeah so um yeah no, no that was a, a hell of a interview or co- i would say more of a conversation that you had with china mac on the facts over feelings podcast which um, it. i want to remind everybody to tap in with that it's on all social media podcast platforms spotify iheart google and uh, just make sure you uh you, you subscribe and tap in with spider on that podcast and also don't forget about the streets and scholars podcast which you're listening to right now and I also wanted to get into a couple topics with you on this episode, Spider. And let's start off with, um, man. Let's let's start off with, let's start off with this off-duty Chicago police officer that was minding her business on the streets of Chicago, she hard. on the south side of Chicago. And um, I like, wish I knew her name. Yeah. Well, they're not releasing any information about who she is and and any specifics about her, but. There was an issue that happened, I guess, outside of a building that she was in on the south side of Chicago. Uh, she goes out there. There's a bunch of brothers out there, and then eventually everybody leaves except one. She engages this one in a conversation, just short, just short talk, nothing serious about what happened and how much money he got, he lost, and she was actually just trying to be helpful to him. And then at the last minute, the dude decides. I'm going to take her gun. Big old dummy. What did he do that for? Now, during their conversation, she mentioned something about, you know, I would have been here to, I would have protected it or shot or whatever. And that's when it alerted this guy that she had a weapon. And in the course of the conversation, she, he tries to rush behind her, grab the gun and it doesn't work out in his favor and before i get your reaction (laughs) to to it at least before i get your reaction to it i want to play the audio to it yes just to give a little bit of context it's so so entertaining (laughs) it is it's it's something that i've watched uh multiple times likewise okay here we go let me see here uh okay here we go Let me just back it up just a little bit. Uh, You're you're hearing just some some small talk between the female off-duty police officer and this young brother on the streets of Chicago. It's down just to the two of them now, right? It's just to the two of them at this point. Listen closely.
1: Down, he's starting to feel that. Shit. He got a whole surprise. they talking about police, no ambulance, dumbass. Help She said, I don't get no about him. He just tried to rob me. You ain't in trouble. You better not be in no trouble.
0: Okay, that's the uh Man. That's the end of it there. So um, the brother's name is Levon Smith, L-E-E-V-O-N. And Levon Smith uh, lost his life um, shortly after that interaction with mm. this unknown off-duty police officer. looks like, based on the video, she's a, a red bone, as they say, light skinned mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Chicago, no doubt. And um, she beat him to the punch. Indeed, she did. Um, I can. I know you shared with me off
1: camera that that there's there was controversy, at least in the comments, about her being justified in what she did. I, I'm 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 bamboozled to the. I can't imagine anyone having anything other than, you know, um, I'm proud of her. She's a hero in
0: my book, just say the least, just in general. Well, the family of Levon Smith filed a $10 million lawsuit against the city of Chicago. And they're saying it was excessive because it's one shot, boom. Then a second shot, boom. More conversation, more talking, and then there's a third shot. So they're saying, obviously the family and the lawyer representing the family saying that was excessive.
1: You know, as I watched it in real time before anyone mentioned any of that, I heard the third shot, and I had the thought of it being um, excessive as well. But right after the third shot, you hear her say, "Let me go," and he responds with an "Okay." And in a sense of him having a grasp on her, I don't know how you can classify it as excessive. He, if you look at, if you if you remember when the dialogue first started after the tussle, she said, "I will kill you." He told her, "You just gonna have to kill me then." Correct. So if this man never re- releases a hold on you, when is she supposed to stop? Or when is she supposed to assume that he is not trying to attempt to accomplish his goal of disarming her, and or he's not gonna? St- he told her, "I'm gonna do this until I die." So I mean, if you want a Mon- Monday uh, Monday morning quarterback, her performance, he. I mean, I don't know how you can pick that apart. What is the right, what is the purpose of being able to arm yourself for defense if anything she did
0: is out of order? I don't know what it is. What's the protocol outside of what she did? Well, I think what you just said is uh, reminds me of this comment that I was looking at. And this per- this particular uh, position is this. This is a prime example of being mentally and physically prepared. Her mindset and awareness of her situation at all times proved to be dominant. Clean shoot. She told him what was going to happen every step of the way, and he forced her to carry out her warnings. Yes.
1: and You know, I think people are almost reacting, this, reacting to this from a position as if he just tried to mug her, not knowing she was armed. That is not the point. He attacked her knowing full well that she was armed. She gave him a warning. He responded to that warning as if, okay well that's what you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to kill me I think he got what he was looking for they
0: what they say you play dumb games you win dumb prizes well according to some of the reports Levon Smith was robbed by like four dudes they didn't release the footage of whatever happened the way the cops released it and maybe they didn't because they didn't want us to have sympathy for Levon but um he was he charged ro- no no one's charged yet mm-hmm. um no no we don't even know who she is right so so Levon the guy that got into the tussle. Um, he was. He got robbed, and if you listen on the audio, he says he, he thinks they took eighty dollars from him. I heard him. that. Yeah. So um, that's a part. I, I wish they would release the whole thing, you know, so that we can understand his mindset. Right. Right. Maybe him getting robbed and getting beat down by four dudes um, partially triggered him to. I'm about to take this woman's gun.
1: Perhaps she thought he thought she was in on it. Set him up. Played him. Maybe. And that's in a sense of providing, you know, but I don't even want to suggest that because like you say, that's just, we just grabbing that out of thin air, but I don't know what would motivate him. And it's like, he made a weak effort. That little grab from behind, (laughs) he it's like, I'm not, he should have like, she should have went all the way down to the ground. If you was going to try that, when you attacked her from behind, you should have came with enough force, velocity that her, I mean, I'm not saying she should have been down face on the concrete. He did some bullshit. All he did was give her a free kill. That's justified. You know what I wonder? I wonder her being off duty. It looks like she's comfortable out in front of that building, like it might be
0: her residence. I wonder if she knew she was under that surveillance like that. Well, she looks like to me that she is in incredible shape. She looks extremely fit, She she looks physically strong. And she looks like she's ready for any sort of physical confrontation. She ain't overweight. She ain't sluggish. Right. She ain't um, she ain't slow. And right. I think that partially saved her too. Um, but yeah, the way his, his attempt at trying to grab her and take the gun, it was such a, a childish level attempt. It, it was. It almost looked like he thought he was going to spook her, startle
1: her into just handing it over. Like, I don't know what he thought he was going to do. It seemed it was very little force. He had more intent in his voice than he had in his actual physical actions. And um, what else? I had another thought that just um,
0: ran from my mind on the subject, what I was gonna say. But well, while you're thinking about that, let me ask you about her lack of rendering first aid, calling for paramedics, and at least going over to the man while he's there dying to, to at least put some pressure on the injuries that she just done. I don't know if this is mandatory. I don't know if this is uh, the policy and protocol that if after you shoot someone that you, now you have to go there and treat them and save their lives. Mm-hmm. I, but she, there was never even a request for her to. Um, she didn't tell anybody on the street call nine one one. I mean, call the paramedics. She did say police. call the police. Correct. But never did she say call the paramedics. And to, again, I say Monday,
1: you know, morning coach that if you want to. Um, to quote her she made herself so clear. I don't give no fucks about him He just tried to rob me and within the scope of American citizens and their right to defend themselves When you do so with deadly force there is no right attached to that to have compassion for your attacker There is nothing written in there that you are not allowed to wish to see someone you shot die now like you say her being an official law a peacekeeper I don't know if she, her oath includes her trying to preserve life at all costs. That's a technicality that I'm not even interested in. I look at the the possibility of what could have taken place had he disarmed her, and I feel everything she did is justifiable all the way up to not rendering any first aid or giving any concern about his well-being. I don't even know how you can shift responsibility for her to be concerned for his well-being before she even process what she just went through after as being attacked and her life being on the line, her adrenaline is up. She probably didn't even. She probably was in shock. How dare we judge her in real time? Mm-hmm. You feel me? I just feel like it's just it's it's bless her soul, bless her heart. I love you, baby.
0: Stay solid, stay strong. Now, um, some people are, are slightly critical, and I'm just saying some because the majority of the people support what she did—self-defense all the way. But there's some that said that um, all the yelling, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I told you I was going to kill you, some people felt that That was was a little over the top. That was a thought that ran from me.
1: I believe, if anything, people have a problem with the way she was expressing herself, but she is trained law enforcement, and I know from the opposite side of the law, it is custom for police to introduce themselves using terms like, Get on the fucking ground, you sack of shit, I blow you, don't move or I blow your motherfucking head off. They're they're the way they speak to you is always colorful when it comes to law enforcement. And then once again, it's freedom of speech. Irregardless of how she expressed herself, how it sounded, what was her actions? Were they within the confines of legal? I don't care for what she said. There's nothing illegal about what she said. And once again, I don't see any requirement of her to have any man. If somebody tries to take a gun from you and tell you you have to kill me, guess what? That's a piece of shit punk motherfucker. Why he did it? While he's dying and all that. If you have your your responsibility doesn't automatically shift because you get to safety to be compassionate toward that individual. Fuck that. I'm not buying it. People are too judgmental. In these, this is a very extreme situation. No one in this world can say they would like to trade shoes with her and go through that real time.
0: Not many of us ever will either. Now, this article from uh, ABC7 Chicago uh, has all her all her quotes. It says, and, and even the quote from Levon Smith when he's on the ground, he says, baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, don't want to die. But did you hear that part where he yes, said, baby? He said, baby, about three times. He said, oh, you shot me for real. <laughs> And then um, it says here, the officer then yells for someone to call the police while continuing to scream at Smith. At no point is the officer seen offering aid to the wounded man. So what? Um, Before the ambulance arrives, the officer is seen walking into the building, then coming back out while on the phone. When an emergency crew pulls up, one of them asks her, where did you hit him? And she replied, "Uh, I don't know. Um, so, oh, and the last part is, uh, an officer, an arrest report shows the cop told responding officers that the shooting happened after she witnessed a verbal argument. She said Smith grabbed her from behind and reached for her gun and an attempt to disarm her. So yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think that there's any criminal charges, but that's not going to stop a civil case though. They might still be able to get a check out of this, the family of Levon, Levon Smith now you know when
1: it comes to the ramifications of all that I'm I can't predict anything because you know shit go Mickey Mouse and tricky when the law is concerned all the time however when it comes to the court of integrity right and wrong i um, don't for what nobody say there was nothing that she did that I would suggest she do different when it got to the point of her being vocal guess what it's time to freestyle to each his own her physical actual activities are all justified if anyone has any female that they love mother auntie sister daughter wife i i couldn't imagine telling my daughter you should do any part of what i saw different nothing
0: yeah um it shows the, the records show that this woman just joined the police force last june so she hasn't even been on the police force for a year so this is uh this is her introduction into the Chicago PD.
1: Do you know what type of swag she walked back in that building with when oh, she Oh, they gave been... her high
0: fives. What? So I... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they saw that video and was like, "Hey, we got to throw a party yes, for her." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, now, how do you how do you think about the way cuz this is real what you just said. Police often celebrate their kills. Mm-hmm. But they'll even celebrate the bad kills. Yeah. You know, this is definitely we it's hard to judge this one. I don't even
1: look. I know she is off duty but in for every i don't see this as police work i don't look at this as an officer making a shooting she has on sweatpants t-shirt hoodie seemed like she was involved in some somewhat street politics on this man's side and then he chose to try to violate her uh, apparently to me seemingly unaware that she was an officer it doesn't seem like i'm not looking at her as an officer in this capacity But like what you say, when it comes to celebrating in the capacity of being an officer, she wasn't defending the
0: law. She was defending her life as a civilian. It's a big difference. Maybe if she would have identified herself as a police officer, do when they tried that. Does she have an obligation to do so if she's off duty? She's off duty. She don't have to. But then, but then
1: at what moment when I'm being attacked, you're taking my gun? Like, should I done that when we was out here just chit-chatting and talking for no reason? I we had no I had no reason. I wasn't investigating you. I'm talking to you as a neighbor or just somebody on the street. And here it is, when this is over with, you attack me from behind. She has no obligation to do nothing but survive
0: by any means. Yeah, she but she she was talking a lot of mess there at the end. I, I was saying to myself, after you've done shot this man three times. Just shut up. It's this, this over with. But that, that is a personal opinion and a taste thing,
1: which you would like to see. It has bears no weight on what she's obligated to do. It might not be as tasteful as you would like. It might not be what anyone would think was necessary. However, it was not illegal. And If she, that's a very traumatic experience. And I'm not going to judge
0: her on how she should feel. Well, on February 3rd, earlier this month, the, uh, the family of Levon Smith filed a $10 million lawsuit against the unnamed officer for excessive and violent physical force and knew or should have known that such force was not necessary in the light of the circumstances. (laughs) And I think they're talking about the third shot, probably not the first two. That third shot, man. (laughs) But do you know there's another angle of this that we, um, we didn't talk about and I've only seen one no angle. There's another angle from across the street. And the, the, when when they go off the out of the, the the scene of the camera, when they go off camera, they're act, they act. They She falls to the ground with the dude, mm. and that's around the time the third shot comes off. So, well, my thing. I I heard three shots on the footage I saw,
1: and when I first, I think did we talk about this already? Because the third shot, when I first saw it. I heard it i was thinking mm. but shortly thereafter i hear her say let me go yeah And he said okay so
0: uh my daughter keep blowing me up she- well you know cops often say little things now they got they got a few terms they throw in there just to protect themselves um during these lawsuits they'll say um stop grabbing my gun stop reaching for that my too. gun that and, and you're not even doing nothing remotely close um you know they'll say they say stop resisting, stop resisting, so, and no one's resisting. So you are, are you of the opinion that the third shot may have been excessive? I, I can't even say yay or nay because they go off camera on that angle, mm. and it's hard to say. Of The first two, uh, I have no issue with the first two that you can clearly see he was he was tussling with her, mm. but I think the first two got got him off of her. But then there's another angle that shows them fall to the ground. Um, It's hard to know at what point the third shot comes, but um, I'm sure that lawsuit has to do with that third shot, the excessive force, because it says here that um, he was already, okay, excessive and violent physical force, knew or should have known that such force was not necessary in the light of the circumstances. So I've seen a case where two black officers
1: were a couple. I think they were in the Carolinas, and female ended up surviving the man was dead shot in the back multiple times she claimed self-defense and beat that shit. and he was shot all in the back each every shot was in the back now i know you are so familiar with intricate intricacies of courts and how detailed they can break shit down and you're probably assessing this from things that you've seen played out and how they might analyze it and you might be analyzing it from that perspective, and I can't take that from you. I realize what she may potentially be up against if she, you know if they look at it that way. However, I'm still going from how I would feel if I had to speak on her behalf or represent her if I were her lawyer. I think I could help mount a very f- solid defense.
0: Well, I don't think there's going to be criminal charges. that it's, not be. It's just all about this civil case. Now, I can remember a case here in L.A., a dude from 4-6 neighborhood Crip named Hot Dog. Mm. He gets into an issue with the LAPD. He's armed. He gets to running through an alley with a gun, and I think he busted one shot. I'm not 100% sure, but the LAPD ends up shooting him, and they and they paralyzed him. Mm. He sued the city and won, mm. even though he had the gun. He mm. clearly had a gun. And most people, if if there was a video of uh of this hot dog from four six running through the alley with a gun in his hand and the police shoot him, most people will say he what? deserved it. He deserved it. But dude filed a lawsuit and got over a million dollars from the LAPD. But he had to live the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Mm-mm-mm. That reminded me of that dude in that commercial that say Larry Parker got me two point one million. Damn. Are you, are you up on um, Hot Dog from um, He's resting in peace right now. Hot Dog from Four Six Neighborhood Crib. I've seen like recently on the internet like
1: the story, the legend of like somebody covered it, but I don't think I actually clicked on to it. I'm not f-
0: directly familiar. Yeah, he had a, a, a barber shop over there on on um, on Wilshire near Death Row. When you was messing with Death oh, Row, did, right? you, did you ever go to the San Vicente Wilshire building? that's where i was at every day well he he, remember there was a a a little strip mall i guess um right outside the building some other smaller businesses chicken chicken on fire was over there there was um i don't remember what was there then but um he had a barber shop in that in that strip mall i
1: used to go over there all the time we used to eat chicken on fire you know it's ironic years later i was in beverly hills i left for meeting in beverly hills that place where um next to death row it was a sandwich shop there that wasn't there back in the day. And I went in there, I went in there with a female and we went in there to get something to eat. And it was a, a female in, standing in the store, right? And she was like, when we left out, she was like, that's, uh, that's Angela, Sisson, Angela Simmons. I'm like, I don't know Angela Simmons from of pain, I just know the name. So I, I'm like, no, what, I ain't you sure? She was like, yeah, but she was standing in the store looking so humble. When I went back in, I was like, hey, are you Miss Simmons? And she was like, Yep. I'm like, man, uh, I'm a rapper. Would you would you mind if, she said, I know. I'm like, fuck me up. I'm like, how you know? <laughs> she was like, Well, I could tell. So I said, Oh. I'm like, You mind if I get a picture? She gave me the picture, right? So I leave, get in the car, I send the picture to my daughter or my um uh, my baby mama or somebody. And they was like, Oh, that's my girl, uh, what's Angela Simmons' sister' name? It wasn't Angela Simmons. It was her sister. And I I feel so glad that when I went in there, instead of me asking her if she was a first name, I asked her, are you Miss Simmons? Because I was wrong, but I was right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go in there and ask her, are you Angela Simmons? I said, are you Miss Simmons? So she said yes, but I thought she was Angela, but she was her sister, though. But it was in that same spot, right
0: next to the old death row office. Yeah, that's where uh, Hot Dog eventually got killed. But, but it was interesting that... He had a gun. He was armed. I believe the police said he pointed it at him. But, you know, the police always say, of course, they always say that, you know, he pointed it at him. But he ran from him with the gun. They shot him in the alley and uh, he won over a million dollars. So I, I say that to say that it's not impossible that even though most of us believe that that Levon Smith was out of pocket. that <laughs> yeah, He could still Right. He still might come out of the, his family, at least. Um, might come out of this with some, a, with, with some, with some few dollars. There's a few dollars. Um, you, would that be coming out of the department, or would it be a personal thing? No, that come from the city of Chicago. You know, they all these cities have these budgets for the lawsuits. You know, I know Los Angeles um, tucks away a few million because every year they're gonna get hit with some lawsuits, so they mm-hmm. got that money already there. All right, so um, hey, one more thing I want to talk to you about, man. Today was a pretty, um, I guess it's a somber day. It's a historic day. It's a in what sense? A day of um, uh, of of remembering a comrade, uh, an entertainer from from our area, from our city that became internationally known. That started from the mixtapes when the mixtapes was big in the two thousand sevens and eights. And made it all the way to the top. Uh, Eric Holder, the guy that killed Nipsey Hussle, was finally sentenced. And the chapter on this case is finally closed, notwithstanding any future appeals, which I believe will all be unsuccessful when they are filed. So it's kind of like an unofficial last chapter of the Nipsey Hussle case. Um, Eric Holder was sentenced to exactly six oh years to life. Um, which pretty much means that unless this guy can live to be about ninety years old, he's probably never going to see the light of day. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's your whole reaction to that, man?
1: For one, I, I have a question: whether that's irony or design that it landed on number sixty. Of course, it's ironic, just in nature. But it, you know, we have our thoughts on that. I wouldn't mind discussing that with you a little more.
0: But for sure,
1: I think for the nature of what we all saw happen on the video and the way things go i couldn't imagine him getting much less uh i remember first hearing the report that he got 25 to life and i was saying like damn you know as far as the course the way shit go that don't seem like it was right and then there was a correction that it was actually 60 to life and i just believe for you know um the way that shit played out on camera i couldn't imagine him getting any less than that that sounds about what i would expect it
0: yeah so Here in the state of California, for all our international listeners and our listeners from out of California, you have to do at least 85% of your time here in California before you either get released or is eligible for parole. So that means after about 51 years, Eric Holder will be eligible for parole, 51 years from the time he was arrested. So let's just say he's got four years credit because he got arrested in 2019. We're in 2023. So that means he's got 47 years to do, and that means that his first board date will be in 2070, man. If I did the math right on that, 2070. Does that sound right? hmm We're in 2023.
1: He's going to either, like, go straight mad head out and zone out, or
0: he going to find some type of religion, either or. Yeah, uh, I was a little surprised he got the sixty, but I, I guess most people aren't because sixty-year sentence doesn't really make sense because it's the CDCR. You're supposed to go in there, learn what you did was wrong, reevaluate what you did, take some programs, get right, and come back to society as a better person. When you get these sentences, basically they're saying, "No, we don't care about rehabilitation. We don't care about." Um, helping you become better. We don't care about putting you back out there when you're older, but enough time so that you can be a lesson to people. They just pretty much lock them so up. So and- how
1: official is that R? Because it's not constantly or always implemented when you see CDC. I more commonly just see CDC.
0: No, it's, it's the CDC R. I always say just CDC, but it is officially because they added the R. I don't know, fifteen years ago, mm. um, when you was in there back in the nineties, it was the CDC. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, it was the CDC, mm. and then I think at some point because of criticism, because of advocacy, because of you know the the prison state is being judged now, they decided you know what we're the biggest state, one of the biggest states in the country. Let's let's do something different.
1: It's it's ironic you say that because the reason why I was thinking that twenty five years was not quite um, meeting. I just, it sounded like a little bit of time because, you know, my name is Spider. My name is Baby Spider. It's a little spider that is from the dynasty that I'm Spider. And he been doing time since the 90s. And he, his crime is very similar to Eric, to Eric Holder's crime. And it's, he, he got action that coming home. So when... He did. Uh, he went to jail in '91, and right now, in current time, when he and I speak, it's a reality that he got action that coming home, free the homie Lil' spider. And when I heard Eric Older only got 25 years, I was like, damn, he got action because the homie SPI got action.
0: No, that was a um, that was a mistake that right, right that I got so. That ain't even on the table. Um, I think that the math was wrong on the whoever was texting me earlier about the sentencing. Um, I think they heard the twenty-five. He got twenty-five. And let's talk about the sentence because I was you, about to ask you right yeah. now. Do you
1: think they arrived at sixty just haphazardly by doing legal mathematic application, and just, or did you think there was some leeway where it could have been fifty-four, it could have been sixty-six, and
0: they stopped on sixty symbolically? Well, you know the judge. Could have sentenced Eric a variety of different ways because he was eligible for at least a 70-year sentence. So he he could have added it up different kind of ways. He could have ran some things consecutive, run it concurrent. So for example, he got 50 years for killing Nipsey. Mm. Then he got 50. I'm sorry, I said 50. He got 25 years. Well, technically, I was right, but let's break it down. He got 25 years for the first degree murder and he got 25 years for the gun enhancement for the first degree murder. Yeah, see that's
1: janky it seemed like that's something he might be able to shake up off of there in the long run but go ahead. So so the
0: judge had the option And was one gun size, gun enhancement? 25 years? No, well the, you get a gun enhancement for the charge. So he had uh, a gun enhancement for shooting for shooting cousin Kerry and he had a gun enhancement for for shooting Nipsey. Okay. Now the gun enhancement is different for Kerry because he didn't kill Carrie. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't kill Cousin Carrie, but because he killed Nip, you get the max gun enhancement. So the max is 25 years. Mm. Now, the judge could have ran those two 25 years uh, c- concurrently, meaning that it's not going to be 50. Right. But he ran it consecutively. The one, then the other. Yeah, so he ran yeah. it consecutively. But then with uh, Cousin Carrie and they they he got charged for involuntary attempted manslaughter. It's an unusual charge, mm-hmm. but it's called in uh, it's, it's involuntary attempted manslaughter. And I think those carry uh six years and there was a gun enhancement on one of those. It seems
1: like a contradictory in the sense that attempt is something that seems like you voluntarily are doing. And then when you, how do you involuntarily attempt? That's, It's like oxymoron it's like
0: a man basically it's a manslaughter on basically they're saying that that eric holder was killing nip and if he would have killed the other two dudes it would have been a manslaughter against them because his intention was nip only and in the process of killing nip you shot a couple other people um so that's that's voluntary manslaughter but because they both survived it's called attempted voluntary, voluntary manslaughter. manslaughter. Okay, I get it. I it's, get it. It's a weird charge. Oh, it's, I thought you said involuntary. This one, uh, yeah, I did say involuntary, but okay. it, uh, it's actually the correct the correct charge was attempted voluntary oh, that makes manslaughter. Oh, that's not that's, that's not yeah. confusing. That makes sense. That's, I got you. But it is a weird charge though, because uh, uh, it's either a manslaughter is a manslaughter. Okay, but they're saying attempted voluntary. Manslaughter. An attempted manslaughter. To me, an attempted manslaughter doesn't make sense. You either kill someone or it's manslaughter or it's nothing. But there's this middle ground where it's an attempted manslaughter. Oh, because
1: uh, manslaughter already is like an attempt in itself because it's not
0: quite of no. intent to murder. Well, if it was just manslaughter, that means someone died. Okay. Because Shermai Shermai and but Cousin what, Carrie
1: what what what, what 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 separates a manslaughter from a murder? The intent. That's what I'm saying. So that's intent and voluntary are the same. So how can you have a voluntary manslaughter if manslaughter already speaks to intent or the lack of?
0: Well, this one for for Shermai and for cousin Carrie, it was an attempted manslaughter, which is I, I just don't. It's just a weird. But remember, but remember,
1: manslaughter and murder. The difference is the lack of intent. Correct. But then attempt indicates intent. If you attempt something, you're intending to do it. Yes. So how can you have an attempted lack of attempt, which is manslaughter, a lack of attempt, which separates it from a murder? How do you have an attempted lack of attempt,
0: lack of intent to kill? I'm not, I'm I'm lost. You just lost me.
1: Manslaughter, by definition, is separated from murder because it lacks intent. Right.
0: Also, uh, murder has premeditation, where manslaughter is, is doesn't is not premeditated, and they were trying to get that for for Nip, which again but. is the lack of intent. Yes.
1: Lack of intent. When you attempt something, you intend to do it. So if it, how can he be charged when it attempted manslaughter if manslaughter already says there's no intent?
0: It doesn't make sense to me. That's my point. That's yeah. what I'm saying.
1: It's like a it's atten- fucking me up right now. Yeah,
0: attempted voluntary manslaughter, but the 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 time on attempted voluntary manslaughter is uh, it's low. So so he got twenty five plus twenty five, which is fifty, and then he got ten years for for either the the um, attempted voluntary manslaughter or he got ten years for the assault. He also got the assault charge, and he also got um, possession of a gun, which is three years. So this could have came out to any number. Like it could have been. The three years on top of the 10, it could have came out to 63, but apparently he ran, after he ran the 25 and the 25 um, consecutively, he ran the rest of the sentences concurrently, Mm. so everything fell under the 10. So I don't know if that's coincidence, or I don't know if, if the judge <laughs> the judge was like, I'm going to slap him with 60 years because but he's 60. He, it, it,
1: it, 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 it's coincidence either way that it landed that way, and I think is something to notice either way, because if it was just an accident, it's very spiritual because there's so many things I always relate to very, especially his last three years of his life, I see so many spiritual um, elements. And if the judges and the lawyers and whoever made the decisions – had no intention on reaching 60 intentionally (laughs) that's that's amazing however his impact i believe that they may have had the room and landed on 60 in relation to the number because it relate they just i just i believe it's a possibility especially
0: in this case so in the next uh 30 to 45 days he's going to get sent to reception which is usually um where's reception Delano. delano delano And then he's going to get sent to the penitentiary. Uh, how many days are you in reception? About 30?
1: That's what they prescribe between 30 and 90, but a lot of times it can go over. So
0: and then for that high-profile case, it's probably hard to say. So it, it might be about, well, he's going to be in the county probably for about another month before he catches he catch the, chain. the chain. And then he goes to reception and might be there a month to two months to three months. Correct. So let's say within the next four to five months, he'll be on a penitentiary yard. Yeah. And what do you think life is going to be like for him once he gets to that penitentiary yard? It might even start in sometimes some reception it go up. It, it can go up in reception. Yes.
1: Well, um I believe, you know, we know prison and all the potential things that can happen when it comes to violence in general. Like you say, it all can happen in reception and all that. I think he is in at he has a high percentage chance of getting involved in being attacked multiple times regardless of where he is outside of extreme protective isolation or custody. And I just think that's the type of thing, the bed he made for himself, who can say exactly what would take place, but unless um, somehow it is intentionally provided for him to be isolated and secluded for his safety, everything in the book that you could possibly
0: imagine he might have to deal with, what about him being in prison on a yard with people who were convicted for the same exact thing he's in there for, that he's about to go in there for? I Wouldn't think, they have a, uh, a different type of understanding yes. from the rest of us on the outside here uh, in the free world? Yes, but what happened
1: to him when I speak a neighborhood nip to grip and what we saw happen on camera has a different implications in our lifestyles everywhere that happens over and over and you see it didn't go that way we saw what happened to him in the tank by people who not even involved in our politics he already got a a issue had to miss court before so i think we're dealing with a situation that regardless of what we would suspect or expect it to
0: be like it's different and it's no telling how to go for him well i was in court this morning and before the sentencing took place, the defense attorney, Aaron Jansen, wanted to present some mitigating circumstances and hope that the judge would show a little bit of compassion in the sentencing. So the first thing that, the, that Aaron Jansen did, the defense attorney, is he read a letter from Eric Holder, Sr., his father. Mm-hmm. It was a long, like five, six, seven page letter that chronicled his entire childhood and all of the, you know, the bumps and bruises along the, the, his journey, dealing with his mom, dealing with his, the father, um, being neglected, um, and then being diagnosed with a mental illness, mm. um, schizophrenia. Mm. And, and then he also went through some electro... This is stuff that we never even heard during the trial. There were rumors that we heard little rumors that, you know, he's been through things in the past but he went through electric shock therapy mm. in the brain. Mm. Um, so the, the father was just documenting everything. And of course the father started off this letter profusely apologizing for the act that his son did. And he said that in a million years he would have never thought his son would do something like this. And then he talked about how his son ended up getting into the gang and how they moved over there and that he was raising him by himself. The mom was um, off doing her own thing and I wanna say that those things I do believe are important, but a lot of us go through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us do go through through some of that stuff. But I gotta say, if everything in that letter that the father wrote to the court is true, he had it a little bit harder. <laughs> I gotta say he had it a little bit harder than some of us than did. The average. Yeah, than the average. Mm-hmm. If if that letter is true. And and then what I wasn't really cool with is why didn't the father come and read that that letter in court? He wasn't there. He gave it to the lawyer for the lawyer to read the letter. Um, I
1: you, I believe, like, uh, um, everybody that was exposed to that letter, you probably was the most touched. I don't think nobody, once you see him use his feet, not even the weapons, the firearms, the way he used his feet in that video. Uh, I I haven't heard the letter but I would be hard pressed yeah. to feel like that it would evoke any type of compassion or empathy from from, from me. Why so? Because is it because it's Nipsey and you knew Nipsey? You
0: if know, this was somebody I have, else, I have
1: a little brother that's a paranoid schizophrenic, and, it, and he's the most tender, sweet person I know. Um, I feel like if a person is going to utilize the type of things his father mentioned in that letter to try to um, act like his son was anything other than normal, I think those situations will cause him to be less violent and aggressive and more timid in society, especially in an environment that is dangerous. I don't think it invokes the other, the opposite way around. I have personal experience with people who suffer from the same things, and it doesn't typically cause you to be more of a menace.
0: It causes you to be more timid. Well, the, um, I took some notes when I was in court, so I'm looking at my notes right now, and the term that the father put in this letter in terms of the treatment he was receiving was called transcranium magnetic stimulation theory. Um, therapy, I'm sorry, transcranium magnetic stimulation therapy. And I remember your boy Brick Baby, I don't know if he mentioned it while he was doing the Facts Over Feelings podcast with you or on some other platform, talked about that Eric did get some brain work done at some point in his life. So, so he knew about that. Mm. So, um, and, and then he said that it was, uh, I guess the, the, the slang term for it is electroshock therapy. I don't know anybody who's ever had this this type of therapy.
1: I've heard that term used throughout the years, and it wasn't associated with something so detriment. That is a very casually used term, though.
0: Okay. And then um, the letter addressed, and then they also had a, a, a therapist, actually a professional therapist testified after the letter was read. Um, but in the letter, the father talked about auditory hallucinations that Eric Holder Jr. was suffering from. See, I think none of
1: that goes to his... To help his case at all because even with all that being true if we accept it all it also in the eyes of the court and everybody involved deems him as someone who needs to be out of society we can't trust that type of individual you're writing a letter to say this is why he did these things so if those things caused him to do that guess what then those things still can cause him to do this more that's how. They, what
0: is the point of stating all these things the point of the statement is is the last part where he asked the judge to sentence eric holder to a mental institution for whatever many years you want so that he can get treatment for what's what's been going on in his life for you know the previous 29 years that was the purpose of it and they do have these mental jails they do have them they got one here in la um what's the one in la called um Um, uh, um, augustus augusta hawkins augusta hawkins i knew a dude that killed uh, a girlfriend or relationship, and he got sent there. He might not be safe at Augusta Hawkins. Like it was you, no, you could walk off the streets and go turn yourself in there. Yeah, but sometimes the the, the courts will send you there. But I'm saying it, it's no, it's no security for him there. Correct. Yeah. There's not like a bunch of CEOs around. He
1: turned it. himself in to a place
0: similar to that initially. That's how he got caught. He went to a Augusta Hawkins type play facility. Yeah, he went to a no. I think this was this wasn't like a, a jail uh, a facility. But where it was a state, mental something. It, yeah, it was it's more like a clinic. A clinic. It was okay. more like a clinic. You know, you walk in and walk out. Where at, at Augustus you locked in there. Okay, you can't escape or nothing like that. You you there. Okay. So that's what the father was was hoping to ask for, um, so that he can get treatment. Because when he goes to the CDC, he ain't gonna get treatment for none of this stuff. No, they just gonna put him on a bunch of pills. Yeah. So um, he can go to pill call. he get some psych meds. Yeah, but you don't. You need more than psych meds to to deal with the. If all this stuff is true, uh, I don't. I have no reason to believe it's not true. Especially after when, when I heard um, Brick Baby talking about the brain stuff, I was like. Man, that's crazy. I never heard of that, but the father's letter pretty much confirmed, confirmed everything it. that Brick Baby was talking about. Because Brick Baby knew him, you know. Right.
1: So, so, it, but I mean, I I believe like being affected by something that powerful causes you or deems you to be damaged beyond repair. So, mental prison it, is 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 the is the is the mental hospital seemingly perceived to be less of a punishment conditions.
0: No, because you can get sentenced to, to twenty years at the at the mental hospital. The guy that um the, shot the environment though, like, is it less of a prison or is it like more relaxed, chill? I wish I knew more about what it's like on the inside. I, I don't, I, I don't. I'm not tapped in with that, but I know, do remember the guy that shot Ronald Reagan in 1981 that we all see on camera. He was sentenced to a hospital. He never went to a penitentiary mm-hmm. because it was well documented that the dude, I think his name was Hinckley. Um, mm-hmm. he he was definitely. Like, he was a white guy. Let's just put that out there. He was a white dude. And and, um, it it was documented that he was suffering from some sort of mental illness. They sent him to a jail hospital. Mm. He didn't go to a penitentiary. So that's what the father was
1: hoping for. But it seems like when it comes to these situations, the people that have love for the, uh, the, the person being sentenced always prefer a mental hospital. And the people who represent the victim always oppose it. So it must be some type of cushy in comparison. It must be less strenuous. It must be something that why people would prefer their loved one's killer to go to a prison versus a mental house because people don't like to hear that.
0: Even if it's a life, they prefer it be prison than mental house. Yeah, I think it's a little bit Um, less stressful in the mental hospital yeah Um, the last thing the father wrote in the letter was about um he had 5150 holds Uh, he they had the years for all of them Uh, I think 2016 was the last 5150 hold that Eric Holder had and he was committed to a hospital in 2016 according to the letter so this is a lot of stuff that never came out in trial I felt like this evidence should have been presented during the trial and then maybe no, you would have got. Pretty, I'm
1: pretty sure that um, his defense um, presented it, and it must have been decided upon outside the court. It wasn't admissible. Yeah,
0: probably, probably. I didn't get Prejudice. to go. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to all the hearings, but there's uh, probably issues he's going to bring up on appeal. Probably, probably. So, uh, but you're not moved by any of these types of mitigating circumstances. Nah, it's hard for me to look at this case extremely
1: objectively based on you know the victim and my relationship with him and the unnecessary um, activity that I've seen take place on the camera I can't it's like me looking at the, the 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 man the woman that got attacked by the man in Chicago and trying to find room for seeing this man crying because of them hot bullets when he asked for it so it seemed to me Eric Holder was well within his fac- faculties to not do what he did. It's like, no matter what, he decided to go that far out of normal and behave that way on that camera. And so Mark, you know, you don't understand when you run these streets, you know how many people that you grow up with, gang bang with, that get a check, that really qualify for it, that's not quite, shout out to the homie free the homie Mac, I think coming home next year. C-Mac perhaps can
0: claim all those things as well. And uh, before Eric Holder was sentenced, we heard from, we, we got two, um, two statements from, from the public. Um, this is usually when the family comes to say something. The mother, the father, the sons, the brothers, the sisters. But as everyone knows, the family did not show up for this trial. I was thinking maybe they'll come for sentencing. They weren't there for sentencing. So there were two people that spoke. The first one was Najee Ali. If you're from L.A., you might know the name. He's a community activist, has been around doing his thing for like 30 years. I heard the name. but I can't quite place it. For yeah. some reason, it sounds familiar. Um, every, I, I've known Najee for years. I probably met him 20 years ago. Okay. He spoke about how it was such a loss in the community. They lost an entrepreneur, a businessman. And then cowboy, Herman Douglas, gave a – they call it an impact statements – and this he, is prior to the the sentence coming down, correct. It it's it happens before the it's actually the first part. The prosecution did their thing to basically say he deserves everything, and here's um here are our impact statements, usually from the family, but they came from Najee Ali, and it came from Cowboy. Is the word impact utilized to indicate it is intended to make an impact on the decision of the judge? Correct. That's what it is. It is there to tell the judge that we lost a valuable person, please don't spare him, please don't show him any mercy, and the, the common phrase that we always hear, throw the book at him. And that's but that's the purpose of impact statements. And hearing impact statements from family members is powerful, man. It's powerful like like if I was a judge and I got to sentence this dude and this guy's mom is here saying what she's been going through for the last 4 years that this guy took my son's life, I could see why the judge be like 100 every years. <laughs> every time a judge hands
1: down one of those strenuous sentences, you can always tell he is making it a point to represent the family and their how they're implied. It's oh obvious.
0: There's no doubt that family impact sta- well, impact statements in general do play a role. I'm not sure if they played a role today. I think H. Clay Judge, Judge H. Clay Jack was going to give him this 60 years regardless if Najee and and Cowboys spoke. But they did their thing and then the defense went into their, um, they went into the mitigating circumstances.
1: I even look at um, the defense attorneys in a sense I look at it. Operating, operating room, emergency surgeon. No matter what, The person in the operating room thinks about you you could come in there you could have just shot at nine police and they brought in you in there because they shot you back the doctors won't operate on you to save your life with all he can regardless of how he feels about your activities or who you are and all that i think the lawyers were serving eric holder from the same capacity i don't think they gave a fuck about i thought i think everybody involved was all working toward the same
0: no, I, I, I think the defense attorney was was doing the, the best he can with, you know, but, with the evidence that was against him. But this is my thing. When a, when you're in the emergency room, you're set trying
1: your hardest to save this dude's life. And when you lose him, and they tell you, oh, yeah, this fucker just shot three police. <laughs> you smoke a cigarette and you kind of don't feel no... I feel that's the type of... I don't think no lawyer lawyers are people, and I believe, you know, the... the the, the, um, the surgeon's gonna do all he can I believe the lawyer did all he can but I don't feel sometime a lawyer loses the case and you see the lawyer sit next to the person and shed tears
0: and can't believe we lost it's none of that I don't believe well I don't think this lawyer Aaron Jansen is gonna feel bad about himself because this was a case where Nobody the deck was stacked against him from the beginning the evidence was overwhelming that it was all on video uh, multiple witnesses, the crime is on video from beginning to end. Very rarely is the entire crime on video. There might be parts of it. And it's it's highly likely there's a song or two or something about this guy that, that he appreciates,
1: the lawyer, the defense lawyer. Oh, everybody got it. A- That's what I'm saying. He's at a very disadvantage out here with this situation. I don't think nobody in that court was really, really on his side, of what I'm
0: saying, except
1: probably the father that wrote the letter and he said he wasn't even in the court.
0: Yeah, but um, I, I did think that his attempt to do the manslaughter defense, I, I felt it was it was a very plausible and very strong attempt. I think that was the only attempt you had. It, this wasn't about who did it. It was about why. You have to <laughs> attempt to mitigate. I mean, that's what I'm
1: saying. You have to do put up some type of defense. You couldn't just stand there and not offer any defense. Then it would be obvious that you had a lack of concern. So you had to come put your best foot forward so you can um, fulfill your duty. But I don't think – um, on the inside integrity wise
0: deep down. He gave a fuck about what happened to Eric Holder. <laughs> Well, I think the best thing that could have happened in this case if if we can do it all over is just Give the man a deal give him his time. There'll be no trial. There'll be no autopsy photos. There'll be no crying witnesses um, think He would have took a deal. Well, I, I don't know but if he the judge sentenced him to 60 if he would have took a 50-year deal that would have been a deal if he would have if he was offered fifty, and he didn't take it. That's crazy. But we don't know all these discussions. Yeah, but that, they I, you couldn't offer him nothing without an L. It has to be yeah. It has to have an L. Yeah. It has to. The only difference with with an L is you're eligible for parole sooner than right. later. Right. But that don't mean that he's gonna get out even even after his first eligibility date. They can say no. The CDC can say no. Correct. Nope. Right. So it's it's not even guaranteed he's gonna get out after the eighty five percent. But I was just when was doing the math on this, twenty seventy, I'll almost be a hundred years old, and you'll be right behind me. Yeah, nobody. We might did. not even be alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People stop counting. That's like when you get to. It, it's like oh, they gave them all they can. They just wanted to get. in. Yeah. they got it. I mean, I hope I can live to be about 105, 110, you know. Me too. My grandmother, most recently, when I lost, she lived to be 101. God
0: bless her soul. It's in the blood. We stick around. So, uh, final thoughts on um, the Nipsey Hussle, Um I was going to say verdict, but the verdict was last year. It was the sentencing. He got 60 years to life, man. Yeah, like I say, I think it's very ironic. It's reminiscent the
1: West Russell Westbrook playing basketball shortly after the homie passed and going for the what is it triple-double, the 20 And he did a thing where he said it for Nipsey was quite ironic. So it's just the number 60 is, is you know, he represented that. Um, when it just comes to, like, the magnitude of what it means for Eric, I imagine he would get that type of time. I didn't think he would get anything that would look like get back. So I'm not surprised. You know, I wonder... Is, was he done a service by being preserved by the system wonder would he be able to live
0: that amount of time out here amongst us so I got mixed emotions well he, he could possibly live out this sentence because he's uh you know he's younger than us and um, he's got four years credit you know the sentence starts at the time he was arrested so he gets all this credit and sometimes you get um you get a day for every two days from the county. Sometimes your county time is a little different credit than your prison time. And then once you go in there and you start doing programs, you start programming, you get six months off, uh, eight months off. This will take a year off. So he might be able to shave off a little bit of time off of that. But um, we might not live to see this dude come home. <laughs> no, nah, you true indeed. And he may not live to
1: see life on the other side of this situation either. Um, it would be hard to me imagine him coming out on the other side and typically when people get caught up in those type of situations there's no camera there's no celebrity there's no uh affection attached to the victim and you see a guy 30 years later you kind of hear his story was dark and you just feel like there's redemption available i just can't imagine anybody forgiving him society wise for what they saw now before
0: we wrap it up with with the kick like uh, oh the kick yeah um uh, people God. always people were telling me man he deserves he deserves uh x number of years because of the kick the kick the, the kick th- yeah, th- th- you can, th- the kick, kick should be an enhancement all man. that my daddy wrote this man i
1: remember being a juvenile hall nigga, and i was i went to private school nigga, and my mama good up with tears and her voice trying to tell the judge my son was man the judge don't want to hear that shit back then and i had like a bullshit, just pistol case or something just nothing i was a kid so you trying to writing a letter, trying to be articulate and eloquent and touch the judge's heart on bes- on behalf of that dude. Man, I was in juvenile hall, and the judge told my daughter, I mean the judge told my mama, you know how many mamas come in here and say that shit, man?
0: Nobody, everybody's son is a good boy. They don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we, we leave on this topic, I just wanted to ask you lastly, uh, did you ever buy into any of the conspiracies because – it seems as if the conspiracy theorists around the eric holder case their voices have been silenced they haven't been on the internet talking no, that crazy similar
1: stuff. to like the tupac case i just was privy just with my natural network of life to kind of get a lot of firsthand accounts before it even was getting headline major before people started developing the conspiracy shit so i had a pretty clear understanding from my perspective of what took place In those incidents from first-hand accounts from people that were not influenced by the media and all that
0: so as a conspiracy theory started to develop i couldn't buy into any of them yeah because um if you're in la and you're in the know you're in the know you're in the know right and you're definitely one of the guys that's in the know indeed Indeed. and you could dispel some of these crazy myths where people there's a few people still running on, on the internet with it but it's crazy that we got a suspect he went through trial he was found guilty the whole crime is on camera from beginning to end and there's still crazy theories about this case
1: it's crazy how comfortable so many people are comfortable throwing them theories around including certain people's names and it's just crazy to me Yeah, and it's really no found no way they can really stick none of that to nobody i don't buy into none of it i don't participate in it i kind of believe with the bottom of my heart, what we saw on camera and the general story that kind of went from there is pretty much what I believe took
0: place, something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's been so many crazy uh, theories of all these other people involved. And it turns out, here we are four years later and, and no one's been able to to bring any legitimacy to any of those theories. And uh, I, I've been trying my best to, to dispel theories. And in my effort of doing that, some people thought that I was trying to, like, be uh, like I'm some secret agent or some shit, you know, <laughs> trying to dispel the theories. I'm just tired of these weirdos, man. Yeah, me too. It, it, you either take, you'll get even more tired of them
1: by trying to combat them. I've gotten so exhausted that I just, like, kind of laugh at it and try to just deal with the people who kind of see things, you know, for what it is. because. The, the the amount of people who go with the conspiracy theory shit on that subject is so vast it blows my mind. It's no way in the world that um, I I used to try to combat like see man I just gave up trying to I man y'all think what y'all gonna think? Okay, um, what you got next on the black box? Um, we'll be going live. I got le- I'm going to launch levels and layers. Shout out to the Bridget Mason. We just got us a logo. Um, we was trying to figure out how we was going to launch, and we think we're going to go ahead with the new um, feature on YouTube where you can go live together, and that's what we're going to be introducing. This March Levels and Layers is going to be a new segment. We're going to try to really um, build that up and get that cracked, and that's the main thing we got going on the black box outside of the regular Wake and Bake lives that we do two or three times a week, uh, a week right there on YouTube.com backslash Easty. Y'all tap in, man.
0: And um, on the facts over feelings, we talked about Mac but you got um, you got a Danny Ayala video. Uh, uh, Shout or, out, Dan uh, Tanner. Episode from um from Mariana Maravilla. Maravilla. You also got a tattoo bro named Lux from Echo Park. Shout out to Lux from Echo. That was a, a solid interview too. We're gonna be dropping that episode, and then you also got a uh, Suicide from Lantana that be dropping. There's
1: OG Suicide, Cezzo. Much love to Cezzo. Appreciate you coming through. Um, everybody that he just named. Everybody has come before then. But, yeah, those are the new ones to look out for. And when we say facts over feelings, that's spelled F-A-C-T-Z-O-V-A-F-E-E-L-I-N-Z on all your podcast streaming platforms. Go tap in run it up. A lot of good conversation. It's entertaining. Um, To a degree, it's educational, but not because anyone is attempting to teach but when we go into dialogue, we learn from one another, and that becomes education, educational. And we just be building some real proper shit. Go tap in and get your listen on.
0: Yes, definitely. And make sure you tap into the Streets and Scholars Instagram page. That's at streets.and.scholars. I'm going to put a link in, in the show notes to, to the off-duty female officer that <laughs> shot and killed LaVon Smith and uh also that we didn't um we didn't really talk about the other angle but there's another angle i'll put a link in the show notes to the second angle that shows that and I must say looking at the quotes uh, I, I, earlier I thought it was like a 60-40 30, 30, split in her favor but it's more like a 80-85-15 split in her favor yeah, so. that, that 15 don't matter she, she <laughs> did her stuff man yeah and um, we'll have FG back on Streets and Scholars next week make sure you go to, to the Apple podcast platform if you're listening there to leave us a comment and review if you're listening to us on Spotify iHeart, Google or any of those. Other platforms, make sure you follow us there. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.